Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Before we start, I wanted to let you know that you can listen to episodes of Please Tell Me a Story ad-free by subscribing to the show on Apple Podcasts. You can start your free trial now by clicking Try Free at the top of the Please Tell Me a Story show page in the Apple Podcasts app. Sean, please tell me a story. Helen, this is my story. Hello, I'm Omid Jalili and welcome to Please Tell Me a Story, a show where six funny people tell each other the same story over and over again. Helen. Abby. Sakiza. Ahmed. Kai. Please tell me a story. Gladly. This is Sean's story. As told by Helen. To Abby. Who told Sakiza. Who then told Ahmed. Who then told me. Me. To be me. Me. Oh, no way this could go wrong, right? Okay, you know what? I suddenly feel like I'm, I'm Kai and it does not <laughs> feel good. It does not that does not make good. me feel good. <laughs> okay, I'm off to do my uh, vocal warm-ups. <clears throat> Over to you, my narrator. You do you, Ahmed. And I'll tell you who else has been doing their vocal warm-ups in preparation for telling their story this week. It's Sean Burke. Please tell me a story. Sean, please tell me a story. Helen, this is my story. It's 2015. I just moved to London. I didn't know many people, but I moved here with two objectives. To fall in love, and more importantly, to become the greatest stand-up comedian of all time. I was sitting in Regent's Park one day reading a book called The Peculiar Mechanics of Bookbinding by retired Chelsea forward Gianfranco Zola. When Say I'm... that name again? Gianfranco Zola. <laughs> you don't know Gianfranco? Oh, no, no. It's fine. It's okay. incredible it's okay. books. Okay. <laughs> when all of a sudden I hear a... <laughs> I check my phone. I've had a match on a dating app and wow, she's gorgeous. Yes. Her name's Heather de Bonbon de Villeneuve. And lucky for me, we share the same three favourite pastimes. Crafting with cat hair, unicycle hockey, and making this noise. I hope you can do that. I don't even remember the first two. I don't even remember the... Was it ice hockey? Field hockey? Close enough. Oh, God. Here we go. It was love at first swipe. The next few months were a whirlwind. We spent every waking moment together. But the whole time this was happening, I could tell that something was bothering her. One day, when we were playfully frolicking through a field of blue bonnets, I plucked up the courage and asked her, is everything okay? She said, it's my father, you see. He hates comedians. I refused to believe it, and so insisted that I finally meet him. Yes. I took her family out for dinner, and what followed was the most painful happy meal of my life. Oh my God. Her father, between bites of a Smarties McFlurry, said, listen here, boy. I made my fortune doing very serious things for very serious people. If you must know, specifically manufacturing the flappy bit on the front of printers. Where, where's, where's this man from? Somewhere posh in England. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no daughter of mine will date a comedian and that's that. The flappy bit on the front of printers. You know, the bit on no, the paper I tray. Don't, I don't know, yeah. You know, kind of oh, okay. They stormed out and the next day I received a message via carrier pigeon wearing a top hat. <laughs> <laughs> That's the closest thing to a pigeon we could get, okay? That 
sound of a car reversing was a pigeon? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ominous pigeon. Scary pigeon. It said it was from Heather, and it said that it was over. No. I was heartbroken, but I knew he made her send that letter. I walked the streets of London until I came across a sign that said comedy competition. First prize, £1,000 and the respect of your girlfriend's dad. Stop it! This is exactly what I was looking for. That's insane. I started training for the competition. I was oh. taking any gig I could find, big or small, I didn't care. Cue a montage of me gigging in some of the most miserable locations imaginable. I once did a gig in the reception of a theatre in a shopping centre in Hounslow. If that's not the most depressing sentence you've ever heard, then you probably use Twitter too much. It was after this gig that a mysterious man approached me. He was drinking a glass tankard of tea. His name was Matthew Pichu, and he was a forgotten <laughs> comedy legend. He told me he did the comedy tent at Woodstock. Can you believe that? <laughs> and he left me with one piece of sage advice. Don't say the punchline. Be the punchline. Oh, <laughs> This sounded counterintuitive, but I said I'd do it anyway. The day of the big gig arrived. I invited Heather and her father and said, give me one last chance. It was in a venue called the Chuckle Bunker, and it was called the Bassoon Show. It was also known as the UK's most brutal open mic night. What makes it so brutal is the format of the show. Anyone can do it, but the aim is to last five minutes on stage. The MC of the show gives a red card each to three audience members. The moment they stop finding you funny, they lift the card. Once all three cards are lifted, the MC plays a single note on the bassoon. <laughs> and you're ordered off stage. It was a bloodbath. The hecklers were ruthless, throwing everything they had. Insults, rotten fruit, a grand piano. Before I even got on stage, there were 12 or 13 acts. Nobody lasted five minutes. Those acts included a man dressed as a baby doing spoken word poetry. His set wasn't cut short by the cards, though. His set was stopped when he got into a fight with someone in the front row. Nice. To be fair, he was probably just cranky because he hadn't eaten yet. Nice. Very nice. Smooth. See, a sound effect that actually matches up. Well done, guys. Isn't that? About smooth. time. <laughs> <laughs> They're on the ball now. <laughs> and then the time came. The MC, wearing a full suit of armour for his own protection, called out my name. I walked out on stage. Time stood still. Arms were heavy. My mouth was dry. Mom's spaghetti. <laughs> the crowd started to get restless. Someone threw an African horned melon. I composed myself and finally said, So I recently developed a pretty serious and debilitating addiction to describing what a water slide is. It's a slippery slope. Silence. <laughs> Until suddenly an eruption of laughter. The noise was overwhelming. People were on the floor. A man in a wheelchair in the third row got up and said, I can walk again. Hallelujah. The floor was wet with tears of laughter. People were soaked. I didn't even have to tell another joke. They just kept going for five minutes. So I sat down and took it in, trying to see where the red cards were. One had been shredded, another had been used as a handkerchief, but the last one was in the hands of Heather's dad. <gasps> I froze. A red card from him would be worse than three put together. He lifted it only to eat the whole thing. Then he started slow clapping and said, you can date my daughter anytime. <laughs> of course, this is 2015 and we didn't need his permission, but it certainly made me feel better about the whole thing. And that's exactly how it went. Thank you. You're welcome. That's long. That is a long that's one. And a lot of really like hard names. I know, yeah. I don't even know if you got booed off or not. I was too busy trying to remember the water slide. <laughs>
Well, wasn't that a nice little tale? First you think it's a love story, then you discover it's actually about Sean's career, I mean the narrator's career, definitely fiction. And there's so much colour to the story. There's the text ping, the pigeon raven, the bassoon, absolutely not a bassoon by the way guys, the angry crowd and the baby cry. Will they be an aid memoir or a fade memoir? Memories fading. Will you try rhyming in French? Helen, please tell me a story. Gladly. This is Sean's story as told by me. Okay. <laughs> it's 2015. Start. Okay. It's 2015. Sean has arrived in London. Okay. For he that. has, uh, assuming, uh, assuming. Sean a- has arrived in London from Ireland. He is searching for a comedy career and for the love of his life. <gasps> oh. He's sitting in Regent's Park. He's on a bench. He's reading. Can I just say, I would already watch this movie. Thank you. I think it's more the tone I'm putting on it, but like 100% amazing. Okay. okay. He's reading a book about mm-hmm. bookbinding by... <laughs> no. By René Gerard. Okay, I take it back. This something guy. like that. Yeah. Something like that. Okay, French person. Reading the book about bookbinding. Right. Softly. He's sitting there. He's chilling. Phone. Bing. He's got a, he's got a notification. He's been swiped by the most gorgeous girl of all time. He can't believe his luck. They start talking. They start dating. He falls head over heels in love with her. They're spending all their time together. He's becoming a comedian. Everything's working out amazing. I realise I might have daydreamed during this part. (laughs) Something happens. Fill in the blank. So they're having a great time, right? And then it's time, obviously, to meet the family. Okay. Okay. So, Sean, they go to... A restaurant. Is that a sound effect? No. Okay. <laughs> I can do one if you want. And uh, can I talk to the manager, please? Good. Thank you. Good. And Sean's talking to the dad of I want to say the girlfriend who is called Harriet Le Bonbon. <laughs> And you know what? I'm going to back myself. Okay. Harry Le Bonbon. So Mr. Le Bonbon. No, definitely a name. Mr. Le Bonbon is like my daughter's not going out with a clown. I'm a serious man who's done serious work creating printer flaps. That's my life's work. And Sean's like, oh no, but I'm a comedian. What do I do? Okay. Because he's in love. He's in love with Harriet Le Bonbon. Who wouldn't be? Who wouldn't be? She's. Le Bonbon. So fit, it's mad. Sean goes home. The next day, he receives a message by Carrier Pigeon. Sound effect. Shut up. Yes, Helen. Also, that was a seagull. Thank you. I know. Carrier Pigeon arrives, and it's a note from Harriet saying that she can't see him anymore. But Sean <gasps> knows that it's Mr. Le Bonbon. It's not oh, Harriet's written it. Harriet would never use a pigeon. Harriet she would, would use a dove. Never. Never. And Sean's like, oh, God, what do I do? He's all lost and confused. He goes for a walk and he sees a sign. Comedy competition. <gasps> we prize a thousand pounds and the respect of your girlfriend's father. Okay. What are the odds? This it's story perfect. is definitely not true. The, it, uh, okay, take that with Sean. That's not with me. <laughs> he, the, the, the venue is called the Chuckle 
Banjo Factory. And it is a show where everyone has to do five minutes and they have to survive it because there's three red cards that are given out to different audience members and the audience members put up the cards and they don't like it. Classic gong show a style. Classic gong show. Shout out to gong shows. <laughs> and three cards are given and the it's, it's a bloodbath in there. Sound effect. Oh, yes! that's a good one. It's a bloodbath. It's all going mad. Someone goes on and does a set that doesn't go very well maybe yeah that someone doesn't do very oh dear no someone's done really badly I think Mm -hmm. and then it's going mad in the crowd and Sean goes up and it's his time to shine and he's got a new joke about um, how he's afraid of water slides because it's slippery slope either it kills or it goes silent is there a silent sound effect or a killing sound effect? No sound effect. No sound effect at all. I don't understand. It goes shut joke. up. It's a slippery slope. What's Water a slippery slides. slope? It's a slippery slope. Yeah, but what's he comparing? What's the metaphor there? Okay, babe, that's embarrassing for you more than it is for Sean. <laughs> the the audience and he sees people's cards. Someone's using it as a fan. And she see, he sees that Harriet Le Bonbon's dad has a card. <gasps> and as he's lifting it, Sean's going, this could be the worst thing that would ever happen. As he puts it in his mouth and he eats it. No. No joke. And that, that's exactly how it goes. <laughs> that's exactly how it goes. Okay. Thank you very much. Round of applause for Helen Bauer. She got the narrative. There was a beginning, a middle, an end. She even nailed the sound effects. Although I think we might have lost retired Chelsea forward Gianfranco Zola. Say that name again? Retired Chelsea forward Gianfranco Zola. Abby, hop on over to the storyteller chair and let's bring in Sakisa. Abby, please tell me your story. Okay. This is Sean's story, as told by Helen who told me. It's 2005! <laughs> okay. Sean, I... Oh, no, I don't remember what tense it's told in. <laughs> Sean, Sean, I think Helen said Sean, has just arrived in London. He wants to become a stand-up comedian and find the love of his life. In 2005? In 2005. He sits on a bench and reads some pretentious book called... As he's reading on the park bench, pretentiously, probably in a polo neck, his phone goes ping! I didn't even ask for that. I, like, manifested that, okay? It's, It's a swipe. A beautiful woman has swiped right. Then mm-hmm. falling in love montage, basically Notting Hill. Okay. So we've we've, we've montaged. Okay, we've montaged. We've montaged. Uh, montaged. They've fallen in love. Okay, we've they've, they've rolled in the grass. Okay, we've montaged. They've done the spaghetti thing. Okay, we've montaged. We're meeting the parents. Okay. We're at a restaurant um, and he's meeting his girlfriend, Harriet Le Bonbon's parents. And he's in a <laughs> conversation... I got that right. (laughs) He's in a a conversation with her dad, Mr. La Bonbon. And he's like, oh, I'm not having my daughter date a clown. I'm a serious man who does important work making printer flaps. 
Printer flaps. Printer flaps. The flaps <laughs> of the printer. Okay. Okay. Flaps. <laughs> okay. Um, and Sean's like, oh no, what am I going to do? My girlfriend's dad <laughs> hates me. Okay. And then... Natalie LaBonbon. Harriet. Harriet LaBonbon. Sorry. Then he goes home. He's sad. He's like, what am I going to do? He then gets a letter from Harriet LaBonbon via carrier pigeon. Sound effect. Like carrier pigeon. Carrier pigeon. Saying that she doesn't love him anymore and they can't be together. But she knows that that's not from Harriet. It's definitely from Mr LaBonbon. Abby's remembering this really well. So let's see what happens when Sean is at the comedy club, which definitely isn't based on a real comedy night. Um, it's a classic gong situation. Three red cards handed yeah. out to the audience. Flag them off. It's really aggressive. It's so aggressive the MC is having to wear a suit of armour, right, to protect themselves. And then the first act goes on and does really badly. Like, really badly. And then Sean goes on. And he does a new joke, a new joke at a gong show. Mad. How'd you do that? So risky. But that's what women love. He tries a new joke about a water slide and his fear of water slides because it's all downhill. It's a slippery slope. (laughs) (laughs) I really think that joke needs another level. Okay. That's the joke. Okay, it it does averagely. I think it kills. It does fine. It does fine. <laughs> it's a tough room. It does fine. Someone's fanning themselves with the red card. So he's like, oh God, is that going to get used? And he looks over and with one of the red cards is Mr. Le Bonbon. And he's like, oh no. And Mr. Le Bonbon starts to rise it and then eats it. And that, is exactly how it goes. What's the number one ends by eating this red card? What That's what f- I was told. What the fuck? <laughs> is that what you were told, Abby? Believe it or not, that joke, I think, was meant to be a success, but let's be honest, that's not believable at all. As expected, Gianfranco Zola is very much lost to us. I mean, what was this? And of course, we're now in 2005, not 2015. But Abby did well. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. 
Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now, over to Sakisa and let's bring in Ahmed. Sakisa, tell me a story. This was a story that was told by Sean to Helen, to Abby, who told it to me. Okay. It's 2005! Okay. <laughs> it's two just thousand- to be clear, it's 2005. It's, it's 2005. Sean has just come to London. He's left his home. He's come to London to start a new life. He wants to find new love. He also wants to start up a career as a stand-up comedian. He's very passionate about that. But whilst one day he's um, out and about, he's sitting on a bench reading some middle-class falafel. Um, he's reading something that is... When you uh, say middle-class falafel, what does that mean? Uh, so Sorry, that's my own word. And he, he's reading some like pretentious material. So he's reading something that's quite pretentious. Okay. Um, he's doing, and he's also doing some pretentious things. That was actually the word that was said to me, pretentious. Reading some pretentious, pretentious things in what? In a newspaper or just... On his phone? I'm, I'm going to say on his phone. Okay. He's reading some pretentious things on his phone right. whilst he's out and about on a bench. Reading some pretentious things on his, on, his, on his phone. And he hears a... He's matched with someone on a dating app. Very excited. In 2005? In 2005. They, they had dating apps in 2005? Apparently so. Wow. Um, okay. I'm going to assume it was Tinder All or... Right. Okay, Cupid. It'll be one of those. All okay. Right. Um, so he's matched with someone called Harriet Le Bonbon. Harriet Le Bonbon. And they meet up and they fall in love and everything's rosy. And now we're going to do the whole little romantic montage. Think love actually, that kind of vibe. They fall mm. in love because we need to skip ahead. Montage time. Let's skip forward and tell us, Sakisa, what does Harriet Le Bonbon's father do? I work for printing um, uh, corners of, um, sorry, corners of folders. Um, That's what he does. He prints corners of folders. And therefore, my daughter can't just date anyone who's not going to provide some money. When you say print corners of folders, these are things, what, that clip a folder or just just the corners of folders? The corners of folders. (laughs) Whatever that is. Yeah. He, <laughs> is that an important detail? Not really. Okay, but he, he prints. It, he print, He basically, he's a printer. He's a printer, yeah. He's a printer, and he's like, I've got a decent job. My daughter can't date anyone that doesn't have a decent job. Okay. So you need to do better. Obviously, Sean's... Better than pr- printing corners of Yeah, office. apparently. Um, so Sean's obviously quite upset. Harriet's a bit upset about this. Sakisa takes us through the breakup and up to the comedy competition where she improvises this new detail about Sean and prove myself that I'm not just a bum. Tell us what you really think, Sakisa. <laughs> so he goes to this comedy competition. It's quite brutal. Sound. Oh, it's getting heckled. Yeah, it's, well, it's, it's very brutal. It's a proper gong show. 
There's people that's holding up free cards and they're gonging off people. The first act is what comes that on. That sounded more like the Circus Maximus during the film <laughs> Gladiator, I have to say. But anyway, go on. The first act comes on and gets gonged off straight away. Yeah. Sean's watching it, feeling quite anxious, but he comes on, starts telling jokes. The first joke he tells is a new joke. Why you do a new joke yeah, at a gong show yeah. is ridiculous. Yes. So he does this new joke um, about skiing and that how <sighs> the punchline is dead. Okay, just so you know. <laughs> it's good to know before that. <laughs> yeah. The, um, that how it's a shame that how he can't, something about he can't do skiing because the slopes are so slippery. It's a slippery road. Mm-hmm. It's a dead punchline. Okay. okay. But he still survives, he does well. But as he looks out into the audience, he sees that the people that are holding the red cards are there. And the, one of the people that's holding the red cards is Mr. Le Bonbon. No. Mr. Le Bonbon. And the red card is, means get off. Yeah, red card <gasps> means get off. So Mr. Le Bonbon has a red card and Sean's looking, feeling quite anxious. Then Mr. Le Bonbon takes his card and then just starts eating it. Starts eating the card. Starts eating the red card. Wow. And then that's the end of the story. That's how the story was told. Okay, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Nice work, Sakisa. The retired Chelsea forward Gianfranco Zola has now become, quote, a pretentious falafel. Makes sense. But she was stoic in her telling, even though things didn't make sense. You're right. 2005 is too early for dating apps. And yes, printing the corners of folders is a weird job, but great work. Over to you now, Ahmed. Something tells me that there might be another mention of the Circus Maximus. What was that from again? Oh, the 2000 blockbuster Gladiator, featuring Russell Crowe, Joaquin Phoenix and, oh, Ahmed Jalili. Ahmed. Tell me a story. I love the way you even milk that bit. That's very, that's, that, he's a proper, a this guy's a proper funny. I love that. Okay, so this is a story that was told by Sean, who told Helen, who told Abby, who told Sakiza, who told me. The year is 2005. Sean has arrived in London to try and make it as a stand-up comedian. And he sat on a park bench one day and he's looking at something on his phone. It's a very pretentious article about something. And suddenly he hears this sound. So he's been pinged on some kind of dating app. Now, apparently there were dating apps back in 2005. And it's a girl called Harriet Le Bonbon. Harriet and Sean have their montage and it's time to meet the father. Le bon. What does he do again, Omid? I don't know if this is important to the story, but okay. it makes the corners of folders, whatever okay. that means. I don't know what that is. I don't know why anyone would manufacture the corner of a folder. Okay. I don't know what that is. But anyway, he, he's, it's some detail of making folders. He's some kind of printer. And he says he's not happy about his daughter marrying someone in a profession like as insecure as stand-up comedy because yeah. he wants someone to provide for his daughter and he's a printer and he was not sure about this. Okay. Skipping ahead to the comedy club. Okay, it's a really bad nut. To me, that sounds like a gladiatorial. Yeah. That sounds like a film. I wonder what film. I don't know. A gladiator. It might be gladiator. <laughs> yeah. It might be gladiator <laughs> just before he's killed yeah. commoners. But the um, but it's a very bad night. It's a really tough night, and there are judges, and the audience have been given cards. Okay. 
All right. So right. the first person goes on, gets gonged off pretty quickly. Then when Sean comes up, rather stupidly, he opens up with a new joke. Right. Now, you should never really open with a new joke. Never. You should always start with a banker. And mm. he starts with a new joke about skiing. It's some joke about slopes and that life is a slippery slope. It's some terrible punchline. And he doesn't do well. So when he looks at the result, he, does, he gets gonged off and he sees the audience members have red cards. Mm. He looks carefully. One of the people holding a red card is the father of Harriet Labonbon, who somehow has twigged that he's gone there and he's gone there to give him the red card. And they lock eyes and Harriet Labonbon's father knows that Sean has seen him. He takes the red card and starts eating it. Which I don't I, know what that means, <laughs> but that's the end of the story. That's all I know. He just eats it. And it could symbolize some kind of weird male bonding thing. Like, I know you've done badly, and I know I've, I've broken your balls about this. Okay. But I'm prepared to forgive. I'm going to relinquish my red card by shoving it down my throat. And that's the end of the story. <laughs> that is how the story went. Okay. I'm going to get the blame for this again, aren't I? <laughs> But uh, yeah, okay. I've tried to say it as accurately to you okay. as I heard. And now take it away, Kai, because we know <laughs> something is going to happen. I'm going to get into shit for this. Locking eyes and gobbling a red card. A classic boys' night out. We got the corners of folders. We've totally given up on trying to tell the joke. Honestly, you'd think a group of six comedians, one of them would be able to land the punchline. And as expected, he really leaned into plugging little-known indie film he once starred in, Gladiator. OK, Kai, you're up. Let's bring Sean to hear what's happening to his story. <laughs> Kai, please tell me my story. I will try my best. So... Do me proud. Sean, this is your story, mm -hmm. as told by Helen, who then told Abby who then told Sakisa, who then told Omid, he then told me. Okay, quite a journey. So, this is you, Sean. Mm -hmm. Cash your mind back, 2005. You're just coming to London, you've got dreams, starry-eyed, you want to come to London, you want to make it as a standard comedian, but you end up in a park. Yes. It was okay. 10 years too early, but never mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because that was the only bit I remember, 2005. Carry on. Right. So then, you're just, you're just chilling out in a park, mm -hmm. dreaming these dreams, and all of a sudden, a text message sound? Yes. That's the one. Nice work. Look on your phone. Dated app, you saucy little devil. <laughs> you know me. <laughs> could have been Hinge, could have been Bumble. <laughs> think it might have been Tinder. I don't know. Um, so you look down. You see a girl, you kind of like the look of her. Mm -hmm. See her name, Harriet Le Bonbon, right? <laughs> no relation to Simon Le Bon, apparently. Just did you. She's did twice a, the woman he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did a little Google research on that. Okay, so basically. Yes, Kai, this is going well. Cue the comedy competition. Oh, they're a rabbit. I know. That's, it's like I'm there again. I know. Omid did say it was very gladiatorial. I was like, I think this is just you plugging your phone. <laughs> yeah. Did you know <laughs> I was in Gladiator? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're better than all good. <laughs> um, so basically, uh, you then do it. You think you're doing all right. You say a skiing joke. Skiing yeah, joke? Yeah, a skiing joke. Oh. And apparently you make a pun on, this is a bit of a slippery slope. <laughs> audience are hating it. They're hating it. <laughs> hating it, Sean. Oh my God. Then basically you see, oh, but all the audience have got red cards, mm -hmm. I think. And then... So basically, all the cards go up, mm. and you're thinking, there's two of the cards go up. Third one, you're like, please don't go up. You mm. look at it, 
it, guess who it is? Mr. Bloody Le Bonbon. What a twist. With a car- what a twist. Who would have thought oh that? Oh, my God. You see it, you're like, oh, please don't. Please don't put up the card. Please don't put up the card. He gets up the card, but instead of putting it up, he puts it into his mouth and starts eating it. <laughs> yes. Apparently some sort of male bonding thing. Yeah, we both, I'm always eating cards. Yeah, so that's what you I do. I mean, yeah. we did that earlier today. Exactly. When we met, you do. You meet Shake hands, eat some paper. That's what you do. Bessies. Happy ever after. <laughs> <laughs> and that is exactly how it goes. Wow, well done. You got, some, you. you got the, the key points in there, actually. Did I? Yeah, you did really well. I think I did a pretty good job of what Ahmed told me. Much improved from Kai. Now, let's get everyone back in there to hear it from the horse's mouth. Okay. I'll count you in. One, two, three. Sean, Sean please tell us, tell us a story. Kai didn't even I didn't get that, get that right. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot oh, the please, oh, okay? Oh. Yeah, we'll do it again. Sean, please tell us a story. It'll be my pleasure. Guys, <laughs> this is my story. It's 2015. Oh, God. That's, That's on me, but they're so close when you think about it. It's just a one. Numerically, it's yes. 10 years. Anyway, I'll crack on. Crack, <laughs> on. crack on. I was sitting in Regent's Park one day reading a book called The Peculiar Mechanics of Bookbinding by retired Chelsea forward Gianfranco Zola. Okay. No, we didn't get that at all. No, that was okay. been chopped. When all of a sudden I hear a and check my phone. I had a match on a dating app and wow, she's gorgeous. Her name is Heather de Bonbon de Villeneuve. Heather de Bonbon. We're with Harriet de Bonbon. Okay, that's on me as well. But still, de Bonbon's not bad. That's pretty close, though. And lucky for me, we share the same three favourite pastimes. Crafting with cat hair, unicycle hockey, and making this noise. See, these were important details. How is that an important detail? (laughs) Fucking screaming me. Integral. Did you not hear? That sound effect, that was great. I chose that one. I did that that one myself. That was on a hot mic. It's a low budget show, I had to do that one myself. It's a stupid format for a stupid show. How about that? A very high budget show. (laughs) (laughs) Might we have a new Kai on our hands? Forgetting all the details? It's my father, you see. He hates comedians. Oh, an accent. He hates comedians. I did a posh accent. I did. No, he said, my daughter's not Dana Clown. (laughs) Close enough. Close enough. (laughs) And what followed was the most painful, happy meal of my life. Oh, the McFlurry with Smarties. Helen. I once did a gig in the reception of a theatre in a shopping centre in Hounslow. That's my gig. That's a good gig. Dissing my gigs now. I can't get booked. Don't say the punchline. Be, Be the, the punchline. Punch oh, wow. That was Set good, and comedy. I remember listening and enjoying That's it. That's an inspiring quote that well, leads like to success. Something. Once all three cards are lifted, the MC plays a single note on the bassoon. Oh. You know what? I suddenly feel like I'm, I'm Kai and it does not feel good. It does I'm, not, does not feel make me good. feel good. <laughs> I did a Kai there. I've, I've Kai'd it. When did that Kai'd I've Kai'd it. It's for a fucking things up. It's having a real Kai'd it. Classic Kai. We've it. But it certainly made me feel better about the whole thing. The end. Wow. wow. Okay. Wow. Thank you. That was a completely different story. I did not kai it. I did not kai that. You classic kai. No, I did not classic kai. Coming from kai, that's I did say that he ate the card. Ate the card. Yeah. The only thing you got. No, no, no. I got a lot of it. I did the two sounds. Listener, we have a new kai in the building. Congrats, Helen, on that one. You la bonbon gone wrong. Trying something new. Next week, Sakisa's in the hot seat, and I tell you, it's not one to miss. Omid, over to you.
Subscribe on Apple Podcasts to listen ad-free. You can start your free trial now by clicking Try Free at the top of the Please Tell Me A Story show page in the Apple Podcasts app. You've been listening to Omid Jalili, Abby Clark, Sean Burke, Kai Samra, Sikiza, and Helen Bauer. This is Please Tell Me A Story. Narrated by Polly Lloyd. The lead producer is Jemima Rathbone. The co-producer is Michael Dale. The assistant producer is Bashak Erten. Sound engineer, Josh Gibbs. Video engineer is James Weller. Production coordinator is Arshan Mohile. Marketing coordinator is Emily Webb. Assistant content producer is Jonathan Imieri. Additional production by Ben Johns, Lois Schaefer, and Abby Brock. Executive producers are Chris Skinner, Alex Lawless, and me, Ahmed Jalili. Please tell me.